Hey guys, Podcast Marketing Lab is closing for enrollment this Friday, October 9th. If you have been thinking about this course, if you are ready to start your podcast, if you are ready to finally start marketing your podcast with intention, this course is for you. I don't want you to miss out. So if you are ready to build community, if you're ready to market your podcast, if you're ready to get really clear on your vision, I want you to take a look at this course. Visit www.catdelcarmen.com slash podcast masterclass to learn more and feel free to email or DM me anytime. I don't want you to miss out. I want you to be there. I'm so pumped. What is up, y'all? My name is Kat Del Carmen, wife, mama, and go freaking getter. It took me 10 years to finish college, 20 jobs to build a six-figure career, and all of that led me to starting my own business and leaving that behind. All my setbacks have helped me gain the confidence I need to think bigger and create the life of my dreams. If you have an idea that you want to pursue and fear is stopping you, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Follow That Fear podcast, a show dedicated to empowering you to follow that fear, pursue what is calling you and take it one step at a time. What is up, y'all? Welcome back to the show. I am so happy you are here. I'm so pumped about today's episode because we have an amazing guest. But before I get into that, I want to remind you that if you've listened to this podcast in the past, if you've taken anything away, it would mean so much to me if you could take a moment to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. That is how our podcast gets a good reputation. So thank you so much ahead of time for doing that. All right, guys, today's guest is literally amazing. Honestly, our whole conversation, like I was just soaking it all up because she is just full of wisdom and such an amazing coach. So today on the episode, we have the one and only Tiffany Chung. Tiffany is a social media business coach, author, and entrepreneur. Through COVID, she went from being let go from her nine to five to becoming an entrepreneur on track to six figures. She teaches coaches and business owners how to grow a profitable business through the power of social media. Through her coaching programs, she empowers her clients to step into their role as a boss and create converting content to turn their followers into raving clients. Recently, she was rated Yahoo Finance's top 10 social media coaches of 2020 and featured on BuzzFeed. Honestly, y'all, this woman has hustled for many, many years. She went from influencer to coach, and she really is making an impact in so many women's lives. You can just hear the passion. You could feel the passion that exudes out of her. Talking to her was such an honor. It was such a pleasure, and I feel so honored that I get to share this conversation with you because I know you're going to take a lot from it. Look, this is a long episode, but I really wanted to keep a lot of our conversation on this show because she's a gift. Like Tiffany really is a gift and I know you're going to take a lot away from this. 
All right, y'all. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I know you'll enjoy the episode. I will see you at the end of it. Tell us a little bit about you, your upbringing, and what led you to where you are right now. Absolutely. So I'm Tiffany. I am 25. I am a social media coach um, and a content creator. I am a mom um, and I live here in the Bay Area. A little bit about my upbringing. I grew up in a fairly traditional Chinese home. Um, I was taught to really value education because both of my parents are immigrants from Hong Kong. And I was taught to value hard work as well. And so I'll kind of get into that later and how that kind of transpired into me being a coach and some of the mindset things that really I took on uh, because of the things that I was taught about money and success um, and being my own boss as I grew up. And so uh, growing up, I was very, I felt like I was very small. I kept myself very small. I was taught to be small and to be, um, to speak when spoken to. I felt like I was more on the timid side and I didn't know, you know, I I always felt like I was looking at others to make decisions before I would make decisions for myself, constantly asking for permission or seeing if something was right or normal or common before I did it. And as I continued growing up and realizing I was very different and didn't fit into the mold of a traditional Chinese girl or, you know, growing up in a private Christian school, fitting in with everybody there and really discussing discovering my own identity allowed me to be and consistently grow into the woman that I'm becoming now. Um, So I've taken all of these experiences and it has led me to become a successful coach because I'm able to share these same experiences and allow them to uplift and empower the women that I am choosing to work with. So would you consider yourself still timid or like, kind of like, that's not what comes up <laughs> on Instagram. I feel like you seem so confident and I know you are confident, but like, were there any moments, growth moments, like just some of the pivotal moments in your life where you were like, all right, you know, Tiffany, time to grow up and really like start to own up to be yourself. Absolutely. Um, I think a really, really big moment was when I uh, got pregnant at 18 and I was very young. Yeah. And it was terrifying talking about it and telling my parents and telling the people around me. I had just finished my freshman year of college. And so it was a very trying time, you know, just being so young and discovering who you are. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, being sprung this decision to be a mother. And so Um, clearly I, I decided to have my daughter and I am so grateful for her in my life and the joy that she brings me and, um, the grace it has taught me and the patience that uh, she has taught me, but also being so young, it also, uh, really ramped up just how much I had to grow up and mature at a young age when a lot of my friends were partying and drinking and enjoy it, seeming like they were enjoying their lives and. I felt like I was very stuck and I was very alone. Um, 
And very quickly after her father and I had separated. And so I was a single mom for several years, um, raising her, co-parenting. And when she was with me, it would just be me. And I was also, you know, working and going to school. And so there was a lot that I was juggling at that time at that time. And I felt like that really woke me up to taking charge of what I wanted my life to look like. And because I wanted to set a good example for my daughter and because I knew that I was destined for so much more. I knew that I was destined for something greater. Um, and to answer your first question, I don't feel like I'm timid at all anymore. I felt like it was something that was more so ingrained in me um, as a young Chinese girl in Chinese culture. That's something that is very prevalent. Um, and also just being a little girl and the way that girls are raised differently than boys. Um, and especially in, in my household that I I can speak of it was very difficult for me to you know try new things and to experiment and to be myself or even share about the things that I was thinking and feeling because those weren't conversations that we would have normally um, and so I actually consider myself you know very emotional and very sensitive um, and being able to talk about my emotions is something that I really enjoy and I really appreciate but it wasn't something that I was taught to uh, to understand and experience explore as a young girl. And so as I began evolving into the version that I am now, who is big and confident and loud and cusses when she wants to and does what she wants to um, and can take these big chances and these big leaps in life that I never thought I would be able to because I thought that I was confined to what was around me. I'm so grateful to be where I'm at right now um, and to have broken through those things and been able to constantly ask, what is this teaching me and actually receive those lessons um, after becoming a mom, you know, after being let go from my nine to five, um, becoming a single parent, all of those different things, struggling with anxiety, being present on social media, um, constantly asking, what is this going to teach me and what can I take away from this rather than why is this happening to me? So it's a constant mindset switch of this is happening for me. This is not happening to me. Thank you so much for sharing that. That is such a beautiful story. I can't imagine being 18 and having a baby. I'm, I had a baby at 31 and I'm like, oh my God, like this is too much. You, stage, though. It's crazy that you're 25 because I feel like the energy you give off is like wisdom, like straight wisdom. Um, you, I mean, I've, I've been following you for a long time, but when you became a coach, it was like you blossomed and not blossomed, like grew up blossomed. Like she's finally giving us all the wisdom we were wanting from her. I mean, you would give like, you, you know, you were this, you still would do that with all of your influencer stuff, but like it was other level and yeah. I, and oh, it's just been beautiful to watch and so inspirational. And I had no idea you were 25. Like I thought, I shoot, like <laughs> you are wise beyond your years. Not that that matters. I feel like age is such a, like, we have all, we all have something to learn from every single, you know, absolutely. But yeah. I have things to learn from 18 year old Tiffany. Okay. <laughs>
Um, but thank you so much for sharing that. It's funny. I, so I was raised by a single mother yeah. and no joke. I think you are the eighth single mother at some time in their life on my podcast. It's oh, wow. wild how like it just works out that way. Um, I'm just attracted to it. I think I'm just attracted to like just badass women and specifically, um, yeah. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about your coaching, how you got started, but I actually do want to start a little before then on the influencer side, the yeah. blogger, like however that started. Cause I remember, yeah. Cause I remember when you created Instagirl great. Yes. Yeah. And you, and even before that. So tell us about the journey of how you started stepping into the first kind of, I guess, phase, and maybe it's the first um, but like the, the influencer world and how that's changed into your coaching practice now. Okay, absolutely. Um, so I started six years ago when I had my daughter. So she was a newborn baby and I was at home struggling with postpartum depression. And I was at home constantly because I was also working from home. And so I discovered the makeup community. Actually, I discovered this huge community and network online on both YouTube and Instagram, where I was able to connect with different creators and um, watch their videos and just feel less alone. And after a while, um, I'm the kind of person who thinks, uh, I can do this too. And so I did. And I created my own page. I started uh, creating different looks. I would wake up early in the morning before my baby woke up and I would create new looks and I would um, literally just get inspiration from wh whatever I saw the day before on Instagram. And over time, my community just grew. I started to research hashtags and content, post consistently, connect with other people. It was just something I loved. And it allowed me to connect with people that were also moms, that were also um, going through similar things that I was. And I was able to um, just feel heard and accepted and supported, encouraged. And I really loved that. I loved that aspect of it. And it was so, um, and it was so fun for me to figure out how to grow. And then over time, brands would start reaching out to me saying that they wanted to work with me and collaborate with me um, and really just partner together. And I had no idea that people were making money off of social media, off of their platforms. And this was something that I took time to um, explore and research, figure out my own rates, figure out how I can work with more brands and more brands. So I started with, you know, very, very small brands that nobody had heard of and just working with them until they were blossoming and growing to working with brands like Sephora and Maybelline and Benefit and even Fenty. Um, and so that was something that I really, really enjoyed. And that transitioned into blogging and lifestyle and fashion blogging. And so eventually I monetized my account completely to where um, I would be bringing in, you know, several hundred to over thousand dollars, you know, when I was starting each month. 
and being able to pay rent. And that was something that was wild to me. Um, and that was really, really fun and something that I really enjoyed being able to go to uh, events and just being invited to launch parties, um, going to LA to go to Fashion Nova parties and um, a San Francisco as well. There were so many different um, events all around that I can network with so many amazing people. And so I really enjoyed that aspect of it and really being able to grow and grow organically. Um, and I didn't realize that this is something that so many people were struggling with online. And for me, I wouldn't say it was necessarily easy. It was consistent hard work, but I had found a method and had done the research and really enjoyed putting that time in, in order to see the results that I was receiving. And over time, people start, started asking me questions, started asking how I was growing so quickly in such a short amount of time, if they had advice for, if I had advice for them. Um, and this happened so often that people would ask me to speak at events and on panels. Eventually, I partnered with another podcaster, um, to host an Instagram masterclass. And once the Instagram masterclass sold out the live event tickets and people afterwards were asking for continued support and coaching, that's when the idea in my mind was kind of planted. And I was like, I've always wanted to serve others and to help people. This is my chance to do it. Um, and so it really just took off from there. During your growth, was there a time where you, cause it, uh, you like breezed by it, but I know there's like a lot of hard work in there, right? <laughs> Is yeah. there a, how did you get over the mindset of being stuck on your growth and stuck on the numbers? Because I feel like when I started as like a fashion blogger before, while I was just figuring out what I wanted to do. And before I used to get so stuck with the numbers and like, I'm not growing fast enough. I need more followers. Like I'm really stuck on that. And yeah. it took a long time for me to be like, no, stop caring about your followers and stop serving people, start taking care of people and like your people, they'll get engaged with you. How did, like, when, did you ever struggle with that? And if so, like, what did you do to like get over it or are you over it? Yeah, absolutely. I definitely did struggle with that. Um, and it was something that was so prevalent that I would constantly be checking my likes, constantly yeah. my follower count, constantly checking, um, oh, are there, how many comments do I have on this photo? And why is this photo not doing as well as this photo? And so eventually it was something that I snapped out of because I felt so much of that comparison syndrome and I had to tell myself consistently that this is not the reason why I started my page. I started my page because I wanted to bring light and I wanted to bring hope and support to other women who were struggling in the same ways that I was struggling, um, to bring light to things that I had gone through and share my story. And I still get women messaging me that have watched my YouTube videos or have read my caption or have hopped on and watched one of my stories and saying that it resonated so much with them and saying that they wanted to talk and that they wanted to share their experiences with me, um, whether that's being a young mom or 
struggling with um, whatever it might have been that I was open about. And I've, op I've been open about so many different things, um, including breakups and relationships and separation and co-parenting and school and work and all of these different things. And so I reminded myself that I'm building a community, that this isn't for me and that yes. life supports which supports life. And so if I'm constantly on the journey of serving other people and coming from this place of service and wanting to see others succeed, I'm less worried about what I'm doing. And I'm less worried about things like vanity metrics. And I'm more focused on helping the people and reaching the people um, in order to inspire and empower their lives and for them to really step into their true potential. Um, and the more I was happy for other people, the less I was focused on why am I not like them? And it really was this switch in my mind where when I would see other people who are succeeding and doing really well, I would tell myself if they can do it, so can I. The fact that I'm even seeing their success, that it's in my realm that I'm paying attention to it means it's coming for me next. And it means that I'm at the same vibrational frequency as their success and as their achievements that they've been attracting. And if I harbor resentment, jealousy, blame, um, this upset, you know, bitterness, it's never going to be attracted to me. It is going to find someone else or something else, and it's not going to be for me. So the more I'm able to be grateful and happy for other people, the more success is going to come my way as well, because I know that it's coming from a place of purpose. Yes, you are so, so on point. I really want you to take that away because I feel like social media in general is just a natural place to start comparing yourself. Like whether, and it could be in any freaking part of your life. It's not just like the, the success of your business or the success of this. It could be like your cousin who owns this house or like la da da da. Like I really want you to take away what Tiffany just said in when we're seeing other people do whatever, we should be excited that like we're that close to it. That means it's insanely possible for us and probably even more. So I just wanted to call that out because that was so, so good. Yes, absolutely. And I think piggybacking off of that too, social media has become such a highlight reel where we are seeing the best parts of other people's lives and comparing it to our day-to-day -day reality. So a lot of people aren't sharing their darkest moments of the day, or they're posting the happiest photo of themselves, but feeling really down about themselves. So we never know what's going on in somebody's life. And we never know somebody's story or somebody else's struggle. And I feel like social media can put those things so it's so amplified because we're constantly scrolling and just seeing these best versions and it's these snippets of these people's lives and it's not even their real life. It's not even their reality and we're comparing it to our reality. And so I think that it can be really helpful to set boundaries and give yourself permission to unfollow or unmute people or mute people if they really don't resonate with you or you feel like at some point, um, you know, it's, it's harming you in some way to be following someone for one reason or another. There's 
many reasons why somebody's content might may no longer resonate with us or might make us feel a specific way about ourselves. Um, and I think it can be really helpful also to just constantly, you know, switch any feelings of bitterness or jealousy or resentment to being thankful for what you do have and being happy for the other person um, in order to attract more of that into your life and really taking that as inspiration so that it will propel you forward in the things that you want to do and the things that are coming your way. Yes. Yeah. I love, love, love that. And it's so completely true. Question for you. So like I, it obviously it's been a long journey since like you started in the influencer world and now you're a coach. How, tell us about like when the coaching started to now, because I know you also due to COVID lost your job and you started, started making some big moves, started serving us some amazing offerings, you know, access to you that we have never had access to. So like, and why I say we as like the people who follow you for a long time. Um, I tell us about that transition. You were saying about the Instagram class, you sold it out. Um, was that near the time when you created Instagirl gang? Actually, I started Instagirl Gang in, I believe it was July of 2016. Um, So it had been around for about a year and a half or so. um, And it was something that I, Instagirl Gang, by the way, um, for those who haven't heard of it, is a community on Facebook to now over 14,000 women creatives and entrepreneurs to network and support one another um, on Instagram. And so we have this open community and forum where people can ask questions and share their latest posts, launches, businesses, um, whatever it is that they're working on, as well as, um, ways to support recent posts and um, each other's pages and platforms because that's what women should be doing is supporting one another. And so I wanted a place to do that. And I also wanted a a safe place for creatives and content creators to ask questions because a lot of things can be very hush-hush in the industry where people are unwilling to share secrets and um, how much they make and how to charge, et cetera, et cetera. And so that's something I've always been very open about because I believe that there's no re- no reason to hold uh, any of that information back. We can all yeah. make up. We can all win. Um, so yeah, Instagram Gang was started about a year and a half ago. And then from the beginning of becoming a coach, so I did that masterclass when I was still working and then COVID hit and I lost my job. I was a marketing and communications manager for a health tech company here in the Bay Area. And while I was good at what I did and I enjoyed it, I knew it wasn't something that I was called to do. I knew that it wasn't something that set my soul on fire and was something I wanted to do the rest of my life. And so when I was let go, of course, I was devastated. I was crying. I called my mom and cried. And then later I called my dad and then I cried. Um, They were very supportive and just really telling me to hold on that something better was going to come my way. And I even started doing a little bit of job searching and I had an interview lined up and I, at that point, I was starting to dabble a little bit in what I didn't think was going to become a full-blown coaching business, but maybe just starting to 
do coaching sessions. Um, and I don't know exactly when I made that instant switch of like, this is it. I'm going all in. I feel like it was something that was just natural. It was just meant to happen. It was almost like I had no other choice and this was it. It was here all along. Why didn't I do this sooner? Um, and so I was starting to take calls and I was starting to work with these students that had been in my master class. And those were the people I started working with first, which was really exciting for me. And when I was on this job interview, still in my head thinking I need to find a nine to five, I need to find a way to sustain myself because how could I support myself as a, as a coach, you know? And I was on this interview with this, um, really sweet woman and uh, very, very great at her business, very powerful business woman learning about me. I was learning about her, learning about the position. And I just instantly, naturally just started sharing about coaching and about what I was doing to help to help women, to help women business owners, to help them grow their businesses. And um, I, I was downplaying it. I was like, oh, this is something I do on the side. And this is something I enjoy. And she was like, and I was even telling her like, oh, um, I have to, you know, run at this time because I actually have a client call right after this. And she was like, what are you doing? She was like, why are you why are you wasting time? Almost like kind of hush, hush. Like, why are you wasting time applying for this job? Like, I can see that this sets your soul on fire and you have this burning passion. She was like, go and do it. You're going to have to put the same drive and the same intention and the same fire into this position. You may as well create something for yourself. And so I kind of took what she said. What in, a wonderful woman. Right. Yeah. Amazing. What a wonderful woman. <laughs> yeah. And so I thought for a second and I was like, okay, you know, and I, I didn't really think too much of it. And I all, also didn't feel like it was something that, you know, was going to be my full-time job. I, I wanted to do coaching and, you know, I wanted to help others. And this was a point where I was like, okay, I can do this. Yeah, I can do this. I like this, but it wasn't like, oh, this is it. This is going to be my full-time career. And so once, but once I started working with clients, once I started discovering what I wanted to do, once I started shift, making these shifts in my mindset and really running into my biggest fear head first, I was start, I started to feel all of these emotions. Like this was what I wanted to do. I would go to bed at night and just sit there and cry because I was so grateful that I had found something that I loved so much. And so I really just gradually, I feel like, um, made, you know, steps here and steps there. And uh, my wordage started to change. I rebranded. I went from um, what used to be my username was stay beautiful to now tiffanychung.co. And I created my own uh, website and I started sharing about it on Instagram. And it was instant. As soon as I posted it on Instagirl gang, and as soon as I posted it on my Instagram, it literally blew up. I literally hit my max capacity of one-on-one -on -one clients within the first couple of weeks. Um, I then started opening up programs, group coaching, so I can take on more clients. I then started opening up other services like Instagram engagements um, and then restructuring my program so that I can niche down and help a specific group of people rather yeah. than letting anybody in. And so 
by doing all of these things, there were a lot of, um, there was a lot of trial and error, of course, but I feel like every step of the way, it was something that was worth it and worth investing in. And at some point in that beginning stage, I realized that this was it. And I was never going to go back to working for anybody ever again. Cause I got this like the taste of the entrepreneurial life. And I was like, this is for me. This is not for everybody. Some people do not want anything to do with this <laughs> at all. And that is 100% okay. But for the people who are meant to do this, do not let anything hold you back from what you are meant to do. And tell yourself this affirmation, say it out loud. You not putting your 100% in your business and not showing up and not taking that chance on your business is going to harm somebody else's success because you, (laughs) because you are going to help serve so many people and you never know who you are going to touch, impact and change someone's life through this business that you are pursuing and that you're dreaming of that needs to become a reality ASAP. Tiffany bringing us to church, (laughs) y'all. This is, (laughs) dude, oh my God, I wrote down so many like things I want to follow up on. But number one, I just want to say thank you because if you're listening to this, that was like free coaching, okay, (laughs) y'all? Um, thank you. Thank you for just sharing those beautiful words, especially at the end. I feel like so many people in my audience need to hear that. And I feel like, and, and if you're listening and you're not in the coaching world, this goes for everybody. Because like, if you're selling a freaking cupcake, like somebody needs your cupcake because your cupcake is different than anyone freaking else's because that's you, because you're making it. So like, I just want to be clear that like, what Tiffany said is not just for coaches. It's for entrepreneurs. It's for people doing shit for the first time and creating a business out of it. Um, so thank you so, so much for blessing us with those words. Absolutely. I have three things I wanted to follow up on from everything you just said. So number one, you, were saying when you were talking to this woman, you're like, I kept playing it down like what I did. And I feel like, oh, I don't I can't count how many times I've done that to myself. We can even do this in our careers. You know what I mean? Like there's so many places in our lives that we just automatically play down. I'm sure it's a woman thing because we don't want to take up space, right? Like we're taught not to take up space. Exactly. So I feel like I like that you mentioned that because it's something that we all can feel and we need to stop, right? Like we, we need to stop playing down what we do, playing down our own freaking gifts um, right. because that's what they are. So I wanted to point that out. Um, and then also you said, oh, this, I had a question. So you said you had shifts in your mindset mm-hmm. during a whole bunch of shifts in your mindset during that time. Um, I know you already shared uh, one or two, but do you, are there any shifts during that time? And you guys, one more thing, if you're listening, this, when, when did you get laid off? It was due to COVID. So it was like within March. Wow. March. It's been crazy. It's been amazing launching 
one-on-one group coaching, I'm about to launch a, um, a course. And so that's something that I'm working on as well. Um, being featured on Yahoo Finance is one of the top 10 social media coaches um, in 2020 and hitting consistent 10 and 15K months and only going up from there. Um, so making more, but working less hours and doing something I love was not something that I could have ever thought that I would have been able to do compared to my like $22 an hour job yeah. working part time and not being valued for my work versus people valuing my valuing my experience. Um, and I will say this to someone that feels like, oh, maybe they need to get credentials or maybe they need to get certifications and they need, a, you know, letters after their name or um, certain like achievements and whatnot written down on paper. People are always going to go for the person who has the experience and has gone through and come out on the other side of something that they're experiencing and stuck in versus someone that's flashing around a certification. So if you are somebody that has the personality that they're looking for you are showing up and you are confident and you are expressing that to them and you're coming from a place of service i don't care what you've achieved you are going to be the person or i don't care what your certification looks like or what it looks like yeah. on paper people are always going to want to work with you because you've experienced and come out on the other end um and they're still stuck so they're going to look to you. So you don't need to know it all. You just mm -hmm. need to be one or two steps ahead of them. A hundred percent. That is so, so true. Um, one more thing, and this is an important one, I think, especially in the coaching world. So you said it, you said this whole process as you move, you know, as you've changed your business, started your, you know, coaching business, started group programs, one-on-ones. It was, a, it was a little snippet of what you said. You said it was all worth investing in. Now, yeah. I, I want to talk about investing because I feel like I, I'm very up on the coaching world. Like the first, like it last year, early last year was the first time I bought my first course and I kind of started dabbling in investing real dollars into myself. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I want to talk about that. And I want to ask you one how you invested in yourself and how did you get past the feelings of like spending that much money on yourself and your growth in your business and also for the for my audience i want you to really listen because i've now interviewed maybe like i've interviewed a lot of entrepreneur women on this podcast and almost all of them all of them really have invested heavily to have the success that they have. It doesn't, it's not like they just like woke up and like <laughs> had amazing sales. No, like they invested in their education in people that they trusted. So I wanted to ask you about that. Like, what did you invest in yourself during this time? And how, how did you, did, did you have those nervous feelings of spending like, you know, I'm sure thousands of dollars uh, that's right, y'all. I said thousands of dollars <laughs> in, in your in 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 your business and in yourself. 
Yes, absolutely. I've invested thousands of dollars. I, um, one of my coaches was $4,000. There's another coach I work with on a monthly basis. That's, um, over a thousand dollars each month courses that I've bought that were around $5,000, $1,000. so these are all investments that I have made over time because I know when people are working with me, they are not just working for what I'm giving them in that moment. They're they are paying and they are receiving all of this education that I have taken upon myself to teach them. This is experience, knowledge, resources, trial and error from my own life that they are getting a shortcut on. I'm taking the guesswork out of it for them so that I can allow them to get to success faster, easier, in a more convenient way because I've already done the work. So I think that it's very scary for a lot of people, especially if they've never invested this much money. And trust me, I have never invested this much money. I didn't think that I could spend more than what I paid for rent at one time. And even then I was like, it's the first of the month. (laughs) (laughs) And having such a scarcity mindset. And honestly, I feel like that's the main thing to focus on is really like, your mindset. How are you viewing your relationship with money? So if you, if you are constantly in the mindset of scarcity and holding onto money so hard and not letting it go, you're not going to attract more of it to you. But if you have a mindset of abundance and say, you know what, I'm going to let go of this 5k because I know, and I'm going to set the intention that it's going to come back to me tenfold. And this is going to grow my business because I'm investing in something that I know is truly valuable and impactful. And it's going to allow me to reach this many more people. And because of this course, because of this coach, because of this knowledge and education and mastermind that I am participating in, my business is going to be exponentially more successful because I took this leap to put skin in the game and keep myself accountable in order to expand my knowledge and share with the people that I'm meant to serve. A hundred percent. I was snapping in the back, y'all. Um, I, I second that so freaking much. Like I, it's crazy because sometimes you know, you put, you throw out money to, into these investments. And I remember I started small. So like the first, like the first course I bought was like 400 bucks or 500 bucks, which is a lot when you're first starting. And then it kind of grew and I didn't realize like exactly at the time, obviously like there's a lot to learn and that's like, duh. Right. But now that I look back, I'm like, wow, every, it's not even that the education piece just teaches you what it does is it forces you to level up because you made that investment. Like you don't even have to know it's happening, but you're like, you, you will literally be one or two months down the road and you're going to be like, wait, was that worth it? And then you're going to be like, damn, wait, look at me right now. It's crazy. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why it is so important. There is no successful business in the world or successful company 
that has not put skin in the game, that mm-hmm. has not invested in order to see that investment pay off. And so I think it's extremely important for people that are serious about leveling up to invest in their business, invest in themselves in order to see that really take off and multiply because that money, it's going to come back to you. Money is an endless resource. And if you continuously tell yourself you are a badass money-making machine and that it is an unlimited resource that is going to come back your way and that you are really, it really is an energy that you are sharing your energy in return for more energy, which is money, the more you're going to attract into your life, into your business. Yes. Oh my God. I did not realize we're like getting close to time. Um, okay. Let's get on with the next question. Although I could really just keep asking questions off what you <laughs> said. Um, but I want to be sure that I ask you this one because it's important. So if there is, there's a lot of folks in my audience who also want to be coaches for a newbie, if someone with little experience wants to start coaching, but they kind of they like, you know, they don't know where to start. What are some couple steps you would recommend for them to either start thinking about, start doing, um, just to get their feet wet or just to start <laughs> um, their coaching business? Yeah, absolutely. That's such a good question. Um, so what I would say is get, well, first of all, I would say Think about some of the experiences that you've had. What are some things that you've overcome? What are some things that a lot of people go to you for? What is something that um, people are constantly asking you questions about where you feel like you have a bit of a zone of genius? Um, this, This can be something that you feel that you've shared constantly about. Maybe you're really passionate about it. Maybe it was something that really changed your life. So identifying what your niche will be and you can niche down even further in the future is going to be really important in first starting a coaching business. So um, this can be something that's really obvious to you, something that you really enjoy, um, or it can take a little bit of trial and error and just seeing what, you know, how you can validate this uh, idea or this theme. And then the next thing would be to be very resourceful. So we live in a digital age where knowledge surrounds us. Google is a free resource that people can use in order to learn more about how to get started in setting up a website, in learning more about sales, in really establishing uh, their offer. And courses are going to be so crucial as well as coaching. I would say do both of them. Find the right ones that really make sense for you. I always look back and wonder, is this something I would have done if I wasn't let go from my job? Is this something that I would have pursued? And I honestly don't know. I like to say, yeah, absolutely. I I would have quit my job and I would have jumped right in, but I don't know if that's the case. And I, my life would be completely different if I stayed at that nine to five and I stayed stuck and continued playing small and telling myself this was all that I was meant to be um, because we are taught and raised to be nine to five employees, not always entrepreneurs. And so um, this is something that is very wildly different and completely outside of your anyone's realm of thinking. Um, going home and telling your parents, well, actually, I'm just going to start my business and I'm not going to continue with the, you know, 
with working nine to five and it might take a little while and it might not be super safe and secure financially right off the bat, but I'm going to do it. And it's going to be very hard for people to kind of jump right on board and go, wow, that's an amazing idea. And so I think it's really important to continuously invest, be very committed and, uh, and to just move forward with what you think is continuously setting your heart on fire. Um, and I think that if it's something that you can't stop thinking about, it's something that nudges you the first moment you wake up or when you're going to bed. Um, and another hint, you know, if you're thinking about it right now, that's probably um, a sign that you should move forward with what you are called to do. And I'll say it again, I said it before, you holding back your business idea is prohibiting somebody else's success. Because if you have an offer, if you have a service, if you have an idea, somebody else out there needs it and it will change somebody's life. Ah, thank you so much for that. Can you share? So the podcast is called Follow That Fear. I always ask my guests about their fears. So can you share the most pivotal fear that you followed that led you to where you are today? Absolutely. So I think a lot of my fear growing up was being a people pleaser and wanting to be liked. I constantly wanted people to like me. And even when my friends would get upset with me in like the third or fourth grade, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night because I was so upset and so struck by what are they thinking of me? What, what did I do to upset them? Do I need to you know, make myself change in some way in order for them to be happy? And as I grew up, as I realized that there's no way that I can make everyone happy and that I'm not for everyone, not every single person is going to like me. And that is 100% okay. Um, and I really stepped into my role of who do I need to be in order to like myself? Who do I need to be in order to love myself and to build that relationship with myself and stop constantly thinking about what other people are looking for or how I can constantly, you know, fit into other people's mold and start, you know, continuing to serve other people, but also putting myself first. Um, that was something that was really huge for me to learn. And now as I'm leveling up and I am, uh, getting a taste of success and what that looks and feels like, I now have a fear of not being the best version of myself. And it's a healthy fear. It's not a fear that consumes me. It's a fear that pushes and propels me to go forward and to never, ever, ever stay stuck or stay stuck in my limiting beliefs of I couldn't, I could never make a million dollars. I could never make six figures. I could never be an entrepreneur. I was, um, on track to, you know, getting my bachelor's and working for a company like Google or Facebook or, you know, a well-known tech company here in the Bay Area and staying at a stuck salary. Um, and once I let go of all of those beliefs and stopped, stopped thinking about what was possible within circumstance and what was possible in the realm of possibility that anybody could achieve and that other people have achieved making it known that I could also achieve it for myself, the world opened up to me. The world. My dad was talking to me 
the person that had worked in digital marketing, marketing and communications, um, getting my bachelor's, having worked since I was 18 to look for an internship for a company, um, uh, even if it was unpaid. And I told myself, no, that's bullshit. Um, and I was even going to find something where I was ready to leap up to a, a higher role. And then when this all happened, I realized, no, I am meant to be boss. And so stepping into that role of boss has been pivotal in my life because I have this fear of being small like I've been my whole life and not being the best version of myself. And I've also had fears feeding into limiting beliefs, like I mentioned, things that I've always thought about money, about success fear of being successful. This is something a lot of people don't talk about. They think my family might not like me. They might think I'm a big shot and I'm making all this money and I'm too good for them. Um, people might look at me differently and think that I am a terrible person for making so much money. So we have to really look within and see where are these beliefs coming from? Why are we believing these things about money and success and achievements? And how can we let go of them in order to be the person that we are meant to be and really step into our our higher self so that we can impact the world and really step into our true purpose. Seriously, every time you open your mouth, it's like going to church. You're like dropping the mic again. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're so, so right. I feel like so many of us have limiting beliefs. And if you're listening to this, I really want you to listen to this and really check your beliefs. Um, okay. We're going to wrap up. Tell us about one, where we can find you and two, a little, anything you want to share about your programs or any up, anything upcoming. Absolutely. Um, so I am on Instagram at tiffanychung.co. That's T-I-F-F-A-N-Y-C-H-E-U-N-G.co. And tiffanychung.co is my website as well. Feel free to shoot me a DM. I answer every single one of my DMs and point you to resources, advice. Um, I definitely just want to help in any way that I can. So if you're struggling on Instagram, if you are one of the people that um, it hit home when we were talking about starting a coaching business or creating something of your own, I would love to help you do that. I serve women specifically. So if you feel like you fit within that, um, that's what I'm here for. I am a social media coach, like I mentioned, and I primarily help coaches and women business owners show up on Instagram consistently and to create converting content in order to book more paid clients and customers. So I have one-on-one -on -one coaching. I do group coaching as well as offer done-for-you Instagram engagement so you can be hands-off while me and my team um, help you build your Instagram presence and grow your account in order to attract your ideal clients. I also have my first course coming soon as well, um, which is something that is in the works, but I like sharing and talking about it before it is out because I think that it's important to build anticipation. Find me and I'm really, really grateful to have been invited to speak on your amazing podcast. Thank um, you. 
I'm envisioning women that are touched by both of our stories and, and our insight and experience and launching something really big and following their dreams after hearing this episode. Was I right or was I right? This episode was such a blessing. Honestly, Tiffany is just so full of wisdom and love and empowerment. Here are some takeaways that I took away, but I know there were like a zillion in there in this episode, so I hope you took some notes too. Number one, when you're grateful and happy for other people and their success, the more success is going to come to you because you're coming from a place of purpose. Remember, if some good things are happening to people that are close to you, people that you follow, feed off that energy. It means it's closer to you. Number two, remember that we're usually comparing ourselves from someone's highlight reel. It's not even their reality. So stop comparing yourself to it. Number four, constantly learn how to switch your feelings of jealousy and bitterness into attraction. We have to learn how to switch that off and be grateful for the things that we have. Next is investing in yourself gets you success faster. It eliminates the guesswork and I promise you when you actually put the investment on yourself, you'll do the work. Remember this affirmation, you not putting your 100% into your business is going to harm someone else's success. That is how valuable you are. So when we get all in our head, I want you to remember that someone out there really needs what you got. When you put skin in the game, you will put in the work. And then lastly, if you are meant to be a boss, act like a boss. All right, guys, thank you so, so much for joining this episode, for listening to it. And if you did take anything away, it would mean so, so much to me and Tiffany, I'm sure, if you screenshot this episode and tagged both of us on the post. Thank you so much for being here. I cannot wait for the Podcast Marketing Lab group. If you are not interested in podcasting at all, don't worry. We are going to bring in some amazing content in the next couple weeks. But thank you so much. I love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Bye.